takes off running the football. Whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. It will. They'll be able to clock this. They were playing for it. It's down, down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the official gets in the way. The game's oh over. Gosh. The game is over. Oh, he did. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a bowl? My head keeps spinning. I'd go to sleep and keep grinning. to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans, to another edition of the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. And we are here after Wild Card Weekend. We're going to have a fun show for you today, doing something different because Wayne is such a fantasy fanatic. I am too. You know, it, I learned from my dad. He, he started playing fantasy in the late eighties, early nineties. So he needed the newspapers. You didn't even know if you won a game until the next day. He needed a uh, NFL primetime with Chris Berman. But since we're both fantasy fanatics, we're going to do an all time jets draft kind of in a fantasy mold and go back and forth, do the offense today, do the defense in two weeks. Next week is the meet and greet, which we'll uh, cap this show off with. We're going to bring a, a bunch of JetX subscribers onto the show to ask Wayne some questions. But before all that, Wayne, what's going on tonight? Not much, man. Looking forward to this this fantasy draft. I know we got a lot to pick from. Hopefully, we can narrow it down. Yeah, we're gonna. It pretty much there's no rules. We're gonna have a roster. We'll get to it later. And you could pick anyone in Jets history, other than like some of the all time greats that may have played one season, like Art Monk, Ed Reed. 
uh, Brett Favre, those guys will will go off limits. And I'm going to give Wayne the choice to go first or pick the next two. We'll see what his response is later. Um, but first, the NFL wildcard weekend, it was not the greatest weekend. I mean, we still got the Cardinals and the Packers tonight. We're recording on Monday. It's Cowboys. Cardinals and Rams. What did I say? Cardinals and Packers. We got the Cardinals and Rams from Los Angeles tonight. Um, you know, the game, the batches this weekend weren't great. The Cowboys game was the only exciting one pretty much, and it ended controversially. Uh, Buffalo steamrolled New England. Wayne, any surprises from what you saw this weekend? No, I, uh, you know, I know the Jets had a tough time up in Buffalo the last week, but that's as expected. I mean, the AFC East, it belongs to the, to the bills now, you know, they've dethroned the the Patriots. And I think it's going to be like that, uh, you know, for the next couple of years, I think it's going to be us and them fighting it out. Um, they're tough, they're young, you know, they got a great offense and defense, great coaching. So they're going to be tough to, uh, to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, they they steamrolled Belichick and Jets fans couldn't get enough of that. I mean, yeah, yeah, Jets fans, they don't like Buffalo either, but the 90s are far removed, you know, when it was Buffalo and not New England. Yeah, anybody but New England, you know? Yes. So uh, I'm not rooting for Buffalo, but I'm happy uh, they made it this far. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you. Um, It it was a good result from that standpoint. You know, Belichick's lost playoff games, even home playoff games with Brady. But man, to get steamrolled like that was just absurd. Um, you know, the Chiefs, they're back to what they usually do. Mahomes is back to what he normally does. Took care of Pittsburgh. That might have been Big Ben's last game. Uh, in all likelihood, it will be. And, you know, Dallas, did you happen to see the controversial quarterback sneak call by McCarthy with Dak Prescott that ended the game? Yeah, I caught the end of it. Um, I mean, it looks like from what I see, they're going to fire him. Um, it's tough when he makes mistakes like that. And, and it's been over and over. I think the Dallas fans have said it's time to uh, start fresh. There's a lot of good candidates out there. So uh, I think they're going to move on from him. Yeah. And, you know, the Jets almost hired. I shouldn't say almost hired him, but he was definitely in the mix in the top two when they hired Gase. Um, so Jets fans have been invested in that. And as far as the call itself, that's a tough call. I know people are up in arms about it. I'm not as crazy about it because if Prescott slides after 10, 12 yards, it's cleaner and everyone could catch up, but still it's a tricky call. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, maybe we dodged a bullet and hired him as a coach a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I'm not sure we like the direction we end up going, but I think we have the right guy and coach Sala uh, for the job right now. Yeah. Agreed. So Let's get to the draft here. Um, this should be fun. We're going to share our screen for the YouTube people. And this is my first time, you know, getting a sense for, for Wayne's fantasy skill. Well, actually, I know what his fantasy skills are in terms of daily. I've seen some stuff. It's pretty impressive. But the drafting skills, we're going we're gonna to see what he's all about here. We're going to pick the all-time Jets starting lineup. And we're going to do the offense on this show, we're going to do, do the defense down the road. And the rules are this. Each roster has to have the following positions. One quarterback, one running back, two receivers, one tight end, two tackles, two guards, one center, just like an offense. But there's one flex that could be an extra running back, a fullback, 
a tight end or a receiver. So you can make your offense any way you want. 11 personnel with three, three receivers, two backs, two tight ends, whatever. And we'll go back and forth drafting. So, you know, this should take us home. And like I said, at the top, the player pool, all time jet greats. There's no one off limits. We'll have a screen here of suggested guys, but the Ed Reeds, the art monks, the Brett Favre's we'll, we'll stay away from those guys. Wayne, you get to choose first or the next two picks. Um, ladies first, so you can go first. Oh, the, the insults start already. Look at this, folks. Now I'm going to have to just demolish them. There's no other choice. I'm partial, obviously, to the guys I played with. I right. know you're going with the guys who played in the 50s when you were a kid. Because so, um, <laughs> we'll of the gray hair? Are you <laughs> judging me based off my gray hair? That's why I wear a hat, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. You first, you're a quarterback. I can't pick any New York Titans now. I'll be humiliated. <laughs> and here's the question. Do I pick Corbett himself? Because Corbett's in the pool too. Or, uh, or could I not pick Corbett? Do I have to make him? Make he, he might not make the cut. I may no. have to force your hand on that one. Yeah. All right. So I'll go first. Offense. Remember, we're not going to do offense and defense together because when it's all said and done and, you know, fans are bantering back and forth about the teams on social media, you don't want one to outweigh the other. And that may happen. So picking first, knowing the positions, I'll probably have to go with, yeah, see, this is a tough one first. I'll, I'll go with Joe Namath. He is the franchise. He is the history. Um, you just can't go wrong with number 12. So pencil me in with Namath. Wayne, now you have two, two picks coming up. I will start with running back. Obviously one of my favorite guys I ever played with and just a great guy. We'll start with Curtis Martin. See, that's, that, that was the other option I wanted to go with because running back is top heavy. I, you know, I love McNeil and Boozer, but Martin's separated there. Right. So, so Martin Curtis for Corbett. Curtis Martin, the thing about him is though how hard he played. And people don't know how hurt he was towards the end of his career. Like his knees were basically bone on bone. That he wow. was just kind of getting through it. And as far as pregame prayer, the shower prayer group, he was the best at it. He was got he? you fired up. Yeah, he was very religious. He didn't push it on you, though. But just the way he prayed, uh, you know, it was just a, a great way to start the, the game. And uh, definitely cherish all the movies, memories we had on the field. Yeah. And, and folks, as Wayne just said, with the injuries, remember, I think uh, his biggest season was in 2004, you know, towards the end there. So that's that's even more impressive. Yeah. So what do we have? Scroll down a little. So you got let's scroll down. So you got I'm one more go pitch. You have Martin and yeah. you want to go to the receivers. There are some of the options right there. I will go with Don Maynard. Yep. Obviously, uh, I spoke a little bit about him last week. Definitely, you know, generational. I mean, back then he was putting up statistics that no one else could. You know, mm-hmm. Joe was throwing the ball, but uh, just something about how he did it. You know, so I, I posted a picture of him, you know, single bar, you know, uh, helmet, face mask, you know, bloody mouth, missing a, a shoe, making the catch. I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. He's definitely... You know, it's tough as nails. It's a shame we lost him last week, but um, that's definitely number one in my book. Now I'm in a hole because Martin and Maynard separate themselves in their position. So 
Corbett, Martin and Maynard, Sabo has Namath. Sabo is up and he doesn't know where to go. Let's see. Maybe go to the O-line. Might be the right way to go. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's go O-line. And we'll go Winston Hill. Everyone loves DeBrickashaw. Everyone loves, you know, Mangold and Mawai, obviously. But Winston Hill sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. And, you know, when I was 10 years old, watching him in 1968, he, he was one of the best tackles in the league. So uh, give me Namath, give me Hill. I got my anchor on the left side with my franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, when I first got on the team, he's one of the nicest gentlemen I ever met, kind of welcomed me to the team. I did an autograph signing and he was there. He was such a pleasure to talk to, gentle giant. Um, definitely, I would say, top uh, O-lineman that uh, they ever had. Yeah, agreed. So, so, Corbett, you are up. What are you looking at here? I'm looking at my list. You got the list up there? Yeah. Uh, hey, scroll. I'm over to offensive lineman right now, but I can go up. Also, um, also, also, head coach and kick returner is all, are also in the mix for this. Gotcha. I will go to the center position and go with my man, Kevin Mawai. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with that one. Yeah. He, um, He's tough, man. You know, he's a, he's feisty. He's a play to the whistle and maybe a little laughter kind of guy. I mean, I know uh, linebackers and D linemen hated going against him. He's a tough one, man. He's as, as tough as they come in. Like I said, he's a, not dirty, but hey, he's just going to let you know he's there. And, yeah, and something about him was a lot of times they have the guard or tackle pulling on, yeah. uh, on sweeps. Yep. He was the first center that actually could pull and beat the running back to the outside to lead yep. him up the field. And that's such an advantage. So he kind of like made that part of the position. Yeah, that was the thing I was going to ask you. Uh, he pulled so often. It was insane. And no matter who called the plays for you guys, you guys were always a heavy screen team, I felt like, once Moai came. And as you said, he pulled a lot from the center position. Yeah. All right. Where, my, where are you going? So – I have Namath and Hill. You have Martin, Maynard, and Mawai. So I'm kind of on the outside here. Let's go. Let's get a receiver in the mix. Or you know what? Let's go out of the box. I'm going to go with Mickey Schuler okay. because of the top-heavy nature of the position. You know, you got Caster, Barkham, Lamons, Keller, Johnny Mitch. There's, they've had some tight ends, but Schuler was definitely – you know, the bona fide top tight end with O'Brien and those high flying eighties jets. Right. So I'll give Namath his security blanket and Schuler. Yeah. He was the hundred anniversary tight end on, uh, I never met him before that day in that event. Super, super humble guy, a uh, great player. Um, if you look at the list and you look at what he did, uh, definitely if not one, uh, he's one a, so yeah. um, definitely a great pick by you. All right. What do you got? Um, let's see. I will go. Uh, oh, we're not talking defense. No, I'm gonna no, go, no, no defense. I'm going to go uh, to get my quarterback. I know you have a quarterback already. I will be going with Vinny Testaverde. There it is. Knew you had to go Testaverde. Yeah. Why was your connection with him just, just on point where you guys didn't even have to discuss things to know what the other was doing? No, it's just immediate. 
from when he got on the team. I met him the first day with his family. We kind of bonded. And then um, just this time we spent on the field, the extra time after practice, like I, I've talked about it before, it was the kind of thing where if we had a play called and I had an option, left, right, stay, he just knew what I was going to do before I did it. And as far as some of the routes we had, seam routes and stuff like that, when he called the play and I knew I was primary and we went to the uh, line of scrimmage and we saw something that was favorable for us, he'd look at me and I'd look at him and we'd kind of like, you, you know, do you see what I see? And, uh, you know, we saw it and it would make a big play. And, yep. um, this, I, I didn't really have that as much with the other quarterbacks. I had, you know, I had it with Chad, but I, I spent more time on, on the field with Vinny. So that's right. why he's my pick. Yeah. It, it was so evident to Jets fans from the jump, the connection you two had. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, let me get my first receiver. I, I'm going to put the pressure on you and leave Corbett out there <laughs> for later to see what happens. I'm going to go with Wesley Walker. Give me that speed downfield uh, with Namath's arm, you know, no matter the era, Wesley Walker downfield, that should be a, that would be a potent combination. Right. All right. So to recap, I have Namath, Walker, Schuler, Winston Hill, Wayne has Testaverde, Curtis Martin, Maynard, and Mawai. And you are up, sir. You use the, oh, you don't have a running back. I do not wow. have a running back yet. So we don't need a fullback, right? No. So it's it's one running back, two receivers, a tight end, and then a flex. So you could do a fullback. You could do two running backs. You could do two tight ends or three receivers. Gotcha. It's just, you're locked up. What, what do we have at uh, Garden Tackle? We got Herman, Rasmussen, a couple of Super Bowl guys, Jim Sweeney, Mischak, Brandon Moore, Dan Alexander, and Alan Fanica, who are in the player pool. Yeah, I have to go with one of my favorites. Obviously, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, looking to the guys I played with. And yep. Brandon Moore is as tough as they come. He actually was a defense alignment. Yes. But they moved to offense. And he was as strong as they can. But just another guy like Winston, just a gentle giant, did what he did what he was supposed to do. You know, he played all the positions, you know, guard and tackle, um, and didn't get enough credit that Never. he deserved. Yep. Um, like I said, I didn't really play with the other guys. I know some of them were great guys, but firsthand seeing what kind of player he ended up being after they switched him uh, to the online, uh, the testament to how hard he worked. Yeah. He came in to the pros as a D lineman, right? Yeah. 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 That's even more incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just had the feet, you know, um, to, uh, to play the position. He, he had quite a career. I'm not sure how long he played, but he was there a, a handful of years that I was there. Yeah, Mangold and Brick, obviously they were tremendous and they were the highlight highlighters because right. of the 2006 draft first round, but more, you know, he solidified the group for sure. Yeah. All right. So I'm feeling the pressure now because, you know, I need something. I, I could go anywhere. I could go with my flex and, and decide my personnel. I could go with my running back. Um, you know what? Let's get the running back out of the way. Freeman McNeil. <laughs> that was my pick. That's my pick for my flex. Uh, you know, I would say sorry, but I can't because this is, you know, this is cutthroat. Gotcha. McNeil, you know, I was gonna say too, I don't have to draft a running back because you already have yours, but with the flex, you got to do it. Right. So Freeman McNeil, he could do everything, run the ball between the tackles outside. Um, 
catch it out of the backfield. I feel good with McNeil and Walker from the same era with Namath and Schuler. Kind of got an 80s vibe going on right. uh, with Namath. Um, right. I'm going to go yeah. back to receiver. Corbett goes back to receiver, going two receivers right off the bat. What are you looking oh, at? Going, you taking yourself? You're going number going, 80 here? Going with Altoon. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's funny. Um, you know, he, he doesn't come around too much. You know, mm-hmm. I've been on like uh, Zoom calls with him, with the Legends community and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, I have met him maybe twice. And I remember one night we were doing an event and we both, you know, we all wore our jerseys on the field. And uh, we did like a jersey exchange up in the suite. And it was funny because we exchanged jerseys and didn't see what each other were writing. And, and he just wrote two Wayne, you're the best out tune. And I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> you know, he, I mean, he made Pro Bowls and he made some great catches and was very talented and skillful, ran great routes, great hands. Um, but his career was cut short by concussions. Yep. I think if he, um, was able to play more years in his career, you know, extend his career and, and certainly play in New York, you know, people would be putting him in the conversation when they talk about the best receivers of all time, not only on the Jets. Yeah, they had a, and they had a great trio too in the late eighties, uh, right. Toon, Stephen Burkett. Uh, they, they had some really talented teams. So yeah. you're, you're looking pretty here. Testaverde, Curtis Martin, Maynard, Toon, Brandon right. Moore, Mawai. Um, yeah, I got Namath, McNeil, Walker, Schuler, and Winston Hill. So uh, let's let's get the interior, the line going. I suppose we'll go with Rasmussen, who you know he was one of the best interior linemen in the game right. back in those days, and and him and Herman were tremendous for that Super Bowl team. So I need some beef inside. So give me Rasmussen. Okay. Let's see. I think I'm going back to guard or tackle. Okay. Going back to the inside. Here we go. Um, we got Hill, Powell, Brickashaw, Plunkett at tackle, Herman, Sweeney, Mischak, Alexander, Fanick at guard. I will go with Herman for my guard. Okay. One of those guys that um, comes around every so often yep. uh, when, the, when the other guys get together, the Super Bowl guys get together. Just great stories. And kind of thing. There's, you know, there's a handful of guys when I came in um, right off the bat said they were fans of me and they believed in me and stuff like that. He's one of those guys. Uh, and I always remember that he treated me, you know, as part of the family uh, pretty much right away. Yeah, that's a good story. And, and Herman, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen him speak, but uh, the more I hear about a lot of the old Jets players, the more what you just said, you know, enters my mind that, that yeah. most of them are good guys and they, remain close to the family. Gotcha. Um, where am I going to go now? I, I honestly don't know, you know, looking it all over, I guess what I'll do is I can't let Mangold slip anymore. He doesn't deserve it. So I'll go Nick Mangold, stick him at center. Um, this way I'm pretty balanced at the O-line Hill, Rasmussen and Mangold. Okay. What do I need? You have, you are, you are Testaverde, Martin, Maynard, Toon. You have no tight end and no flex and you, and you need two tackles. Um, 
Do we need a kick kick returner too? Oh yeah, that's right. We keep forgetting. Kick returner and head coach are also a part of this mix. Oh, and Bruce Harper as my kickoff. Oh, okay. Kick there we go. Returner. Fireman Ed's jersey. The yeah, familiar Bruce, number 42. Bruce is the best. He, you know, he went to a small school and uh, he's uh, probably the only guy on this list that's smaller than me. And I always bust his chops about that Jersey guy. But yep. as far as guys, you know, coming in and just the welcome mat, he's like, I believe in you. That's what he said. I believe in you. Wow. And even to this day, he's like, you remember I said that to you? You remember I said that to you? Wow. Always a pleasure, you know, seeing him. Great family, you know, just great people, good hearted people. Uh, always look forward to, to, uh, to uh, you know, breaking some bread with them and sharing some stories. So he's, uh, if he, you got him as a kick return, I would use him as a flex. So True. he's definitely uh, number one on my list. Yeah, the, we could think about these kick returners as a second flex. Yeah. Um, Bruce was a little before my time, but my dad loved him. I remember that. Right. Uh, I'm going to go because we just reminded ourselves. I'm going to go with Weeb at head coach. So uh, I'll get the leader of my sideline, go with Weeb Eubank, and send it right back to you quickly. I mean, everyone knows Weeb. He he won the Super Bowl in 68, um, you know, with the Colts prior to that, defeated his understudy in Shula. You know, he's he's greatest coach in Jets history. I need a flex, right? You need You need a flex and a tight end still, and then two tackles. You already took the tight end, so you're not taking another one. I will go with my flex. I will go with Lavernius Coles. There, yeah. I knew you were going to snag Coles. Yeah, as it, for those who've listened to the podcast before, Wayne and Coles are um, pretty close, right? Yeah. Uh, so you talked to him today. Based time with him two days ago. I mean, we are uh, became brothers uh, pretty quick. You know, mm-hmm. when he came in, he kind of had a chip on his shoulder and I always tell the story. I appreciate that about him. And he was a good, you know, listen, you know, any time teaching about routes and just kind of teaching about um, being a pro. Um, and he's always uh, thanked me for that. You know, any chance I get to go down to Florida, you know, I do that. Actually, me and him are doing an appearance on the 30th at a place called QB Bowl in uh, Middletown, New York. Oh, um, I know Middletown. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a, a event versus Manningham and Tyree from the Giants. It's at this place, a uh, great place. They have like bowling with footballs and axe throwing and cornhole. So it should be fun. Uh, anytime we get together is a great time. Nice. When is it again? January 30th? January 30th. Okay. Yeah, it's it. I've been in Middletown. It was actually our closest mall because I grew up in the woods in Northeast PA. Gotcha. So it was actually our closest mall is like 50 minutes away. Um, yeah. Nice place. We coach there too. That's where our districts and sectionals are. So you got Coles, Maynard, Toon, Coles. My God, my defense better, better bring it with that, with that trio. So Wayne has opted for the three receiver look, which makes sense. And, um, you know, Speaking of Wayne, Wayne is still out there in the player pool. Do I dare I'm select I'm him? Done with, I'm done with receivers and flex. So yeah, you you're want, done. You so now, now I could actually bring it down to the wire and decide with the last pick. Um, so and I need a receiver. A, a Krebet, Ty Love, you know, redo or a Krebet, Revis or a Krebet, something matchup. Can I see that? I don't know. We might if you get the defense. This is true. This is true. Yeah, Krebet, Revis. It depends on the personnel too. I mean, yeah. 
you got the three receivers. So I'm going to have to go an extra corner. Uh, I need a receiver. I need a flex. I need a tackle and a guard and a kick returner. Uh, let's go. Uh, this is a tough one. Let's go kick returner. Cause I could throw this guy in the offense as well. Uh, Leon Washington. I just, I've always loved Leon Washington from the get-go. He's coaching now, assistant, special teams guy. So let's throw Leon on our special teams. All right, tight end, two tackles, and head coach. That's what I you need. I'm going to go right to tackle with DeBrickashaw. All right, DeBrickashaw Ferguson. Never missed a game, missed one play in his whole career. And it was at the end, it was the circus miracle try to score at the end against the Miami Dolphins where they took a tackle out for an extra skill player. That was the only play he missed in his entire career. Mr. Reliable. Mr. Reliable. Another guy is just, just smart to play the position. You know, watched a lot of film on guys, knew all their techniques. And uh, he lasted, I don't know, he lasted double-digit years. And like you said, he missed one play. Um, certainly... A guy I could see joining the Jets Ring of Honor, yeah. you know, in the, in the near future when they do decide to put some uh, put some more guys in. I definitely think he's a lock. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. one of the most you know, you know, tough, reliable guys that ever played for the Jets. Yeah, and he had the perfect frame for a tackle too, right? You know, lanky yeah, arms, long arm, great feet, long strut. You know, can get back quick. Um, I'm not sure where he ranks or, you know, I don't remember him giving up really any sacks. So statistically he's definitely up there at the best in the league. Yeah. He, he was so steady that I think he hurt himself sometimes with all gotcha. pro teams. Right. But you know, that's a credit to how good he actually was. Gotcha. Um, all right. So let's go. I still need a flex. I still need a receiver. I still need a tackle and a guard. I think I have an idea of what I want to do here, but let's go with, Let's go smat. Let's go versatile and go with Richie Anderson at fullback for yeah. my flex. You know, he could play tight end. He could play fullback. You could even line him up at receiver. He could block. So I'll go instead of going three receivers because the receiver talent is uh, pretty, is thinning out. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, right? A little subtle shot for that 60s yeah. era. Richard Anderson, I think he caught like 80 balls one year. But if you go back and watch the Monday Night Miracle, he made some catches in that game and he made the one fourth and one catch that he had. Oh, yeah. On the by the goal line, right? Yeah. Well, he got absolutely destroyed. Another guy was a veteran when I came in. And I know we used to sit in the locker room when I was a rookie and I always had my hat low. And he's kind of looking under my hat. Yeah. He's like, I like you. I don't know what it is. He's like, I like you though. Cause I just had a mean look on my face. I didn't want to be friends with anybody. So another guy that kind of took me under his wing. Yeah. Folks for, if you don't know what we're talking about with that hit, most Jets fans do probably, but the Monday night miracle before the jumbo Elliott touchdown, Richie Anderson made the toughest catch on fourth and inches or fourth and one, whatever it was. Um, all right, Wayne, it's up to you. You need a tackle and a head coach and a tight end. I will go to tackle. Okay, we got Powell, Plunk, Powell, Plunkett, and there's other guys. I only put four on here. There's got to be more. Uh, I'll go with pa- Powell, another old, old school guy, tough guy. 
yeah, power was tremendous. I'm not sure who else you can add to that list. I guess, you know, Fabini played there yeah, for a Fabini, while. Yeah, Fabini. Fabini's a good one. one. Um, trying to think who I, who I played, played with. Oh, Jumbo Elliott. Yeah, Jumbo. You can yeah. go Jumbo too. Yeah. I might have to switch to Jumbo. Yeah, you want to do a trade? Switch me to Jumbo. All right. Um, now I got to worry about the uh, fourth and one near the goal line. The reason, yeah, part of the catch or tackle eligible. Yeah. But uh, I was always a big Giant fan growing up, and he mm. was a tough guy. So when I got a chance to play with him, he's massive. If you see him in the huddle, he's just a massive human being with a nasty streak. He's the kind of guy, you know, you go out with and like you feel safe <laughs> if you're out in a bar hanging out with him, like just being with him, like you feel safe with him. He's just yeah. monstrous, tough guy with a mean streak, and and obviously he can catch a pass pretty good. He's got those jumbo gloves and jumbo hands. Yeah, those uh, hamburger helper gloves. Yes, exactly. The perfect descriptor. Yeah. All right, I need a receiver, a tackle, and a guard. So let's go. Like I said, receiver, man, I mean, I can't even, can't even look at Cotchery, maybe, Powell. Um, guard, let's go. No, I still need a tackle too, right? So I'll, I'll go Powell. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll scoop up Powell with your recent trade to Jumbo. All right. Head coach, tight end, Wayne. I'll go to tight end and I'll go Caster. Caster. Really good tight end for the Jets. Sometimes he gets lost in the shuffle, but that's, you know, it's not his fault whatsoever. Very versatile tight end. Not, not just an old school guy. Those yeah. teams back then were tough. All right. I need just a head coach, right? You just need a head coach. I need a receiver and a guard. Let's go to guard. This is a tough one. Uh, between Sweeney, who played forever with the Jets, uh, Miss Chack, who was a 60s guy, I believe, Dan Alexander, Fanica. You know what? I'll go with I'll go with Sweeney just because he played that much longer. Wow. He he was a jet through and through. Fanica was really good, was probably you know, reached, reached a higher high, but you know, no one really remembers him as a jet too often. So let's go Sweeney, which fills out my offensive line. All right. And who is Wayne's head coach? Um, that's tough. Let's see your list. We got Weeb is taken. The rest are Bill Parcells, Rex Ryan, Joe Walton, Walt Michaels. You could, we could throw Herman there, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Growing up a Giant fan, um, you know, I was always a Bill Parcells mm -hmm. fan, Jersey guy. Um, my dream was to Gatorade him, you yeah. know, watching Harry Carson do it back in the day. Uh, and I got to do that, um, which was great. Up in Buffalo, too, it was nice and cold at the end of the year when he clinched the East. Um, and while I enjoyed all time with him, but it's kind of a tie for different reasons. You know, at the end of my career, Herm Edwards, you know, was the coach. Um, and the way he treated me, um, you know, as a man and as a player, um, and, you know, towards the end of my career, just with injuries and stuff like that, you know, the way he let me practice in preseason, you know, he said preseason, he's like, you don't need to play, 
just go out and pregame, you know, get some, uh, get some reps, keep your conditioning, you know, we'll keep you safe to the season starts. And that was, it was the last couple of years. And I think yep. he extended my career by doing that. And just a great over family man um, story about him is, you know, on the plane, you know, the, he gave up the first class tickets to the coaches uh, from the coaches to the players, to the veterans. And if you watch, he's all the way in the back by the bathroom in the last row with his wife. Uh, and that wow. tells you a lot about him and how he felt about us. And when someone says, Hey, I know how you feel in the dog days of the training camp, mm-hmm. it helps when the person who's saying that is, has been there and been through the wars, blood, sweat, and tears. And he was that guy. Right. It doesn't uh, hurt your feelings that he scooped up that fumble, the fumble with the giants. Uh, I forgive him for that. <laughs> or bill or parcels who, uh, I think he kicked your ankle, right? Testing your ankle, was it? Or your yeah. foot? Based on that, he gets he gets a negative. So I'm going with Herm. You're going with Herm. Okay. I thought you went with Bill at first. So Herm, it is. Corbett's team is uh, playing to win the game. And I am down to one pick at receiver, which I've been holding off, uh, you know, as long as I could. And we're down to the final pick. Here's who we got. Corbett, Sauer, Cotchery, Art Powell, Rob Moore, Blake Turner. Oh man, what do I do here? Let, let's, let's go with the strategy of trying to confuse the other opponent and pick number 80. Uh, I only have one white out. I only have one white out and it's Wesley and Corbett says he and Wesley get along. So I got my speed guy. I'm not calling Corbett slow. Don't get me wrong, but I got my underneath slot type guy and I got my speed guy. I could even put Richie Anderson out wide and put Corbett in the slot. So Corbett ends it for me. And I was the last pick and you were the last pick all the time in dodgeball and the gym. <laughs> How's that feel? But folks, this is erroneous. Don't listen to this guy. This is outrageous. All right. So cap the teams, Corbett. We'll put him on social media too. Um, would this take about a half an hour? So it's perfect. Offense one day, defense in two weeks. Corbett ends with Testaverde, Curtis Martin. Don Maynard, Altoon, Coles, Caster. So he's got a three-receiver look. And his offensive line is Brick, Jumbo, Moore, Herman, Mawai, Bruce Harper returning kicks and punts, and Herm Edwards as his coach. I have Namath, McNeil, Richie Anderson. So I got a two-back look. Uh, Walker, Corbett, Schuler. Offensive line is Winston Hill, Powell, Rasmussen, Sweeney, Mangold. And then Leon Washington returning kicks and Weeb as the head coach. Pretty interesting offenses. I think we did pretty well. Yeah. And we didn't really miss too many guys. I mean, listen, you want to pick everyone, obviously, but yeah, uh, you got your guys that you played with that you're, that you're familiar with. We'll see what the fans have to say. And then we'll get to the defense in two weeks. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. So folks, next week, January 24th, the first Wayne Corbett meet and greet. We have, we've had a lot of submissions. Um, we've had, we have a handful selected. We're going to select a few more too. So become a subscriber at Jet Sex Factor. The link will be in the description on iTunes and YouTube and wherever 80. you're listening. Yeah. Promo code 80. Yes. Promo code discount 80. Uh, we're going to be promoting the hell out of it this week. So use it because not only do do you get a discount, but you get a subscription and you have the opportunity to jump on these meet and greets every month where you're just going back and forth with Wayne, ask him a question, talk to him, you know, it'll be a good time.
and, and sign memorabilia and giveaways for the fans. So uh, that stuff will be posted come up in the future. Absolutely. Stay glued to Wayne's social media, my social media, Jets X Factor social media. And we'll see you guys. And most of you who are have been selected already know you're going to be on next Monday, January 24th. More people are welcomed. And, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you.